eyeballs and eyelids. Clinical interviewees support that these moments of reverie, sometimes lasting as long as an entire afternoon, often include delusional historical memories. Stiller's disease in older teens can lead to wayward tendencies, antisocial ideation, and profound spiritual visions leading to a desire for artificially induced visions. Evidence in the case of Alan includes the following. He spent a great deal of time in his grandfather's vast attic space, most often in the northwestern corner, facing Stewart Avenue. One photograph shows him seated in a Hitchcock chair, knees pressed together, his chin slightly raised, and his eyes subdued. An interview with Harold B. Allen, age 90, is here quoted in full. He was a good kid, somewhat quiet, and of course he had to suffer through a great deal of turmoil related to his sister Meg. He was a splendid boy until he reached the age of sixteen and grew somewhat morose. One afternoon I heard footsteps in the attic. Our gardener and handyman, Rodney, was downstairs trimming the hedge. I went into the yard to talk to him, and when I looked up I saw Eugene in the attic window, which wasn't unusual because he liked to go up there with one of his books. He was reading Dickens that summer. I didn't think of him again until a few hours later, when I returned home and looked again and he was still there. So I went up to the attic and said, What are you doing? And he remained silent. It was baking hot up there. You could hear Rodney downstairs clipping the lawn, and down the street some kids playing. And so I said something to the effect of, You should be out enjoying this beautiful summer day. And Eugene looked up at me and said, in an extremely formal voice. I'd rather not. There was something in his tone that shook me, something weighty and cold in the way he said it, and I said, well, you'd better come downstairs anyway and sit in the kitchen while your grandmother cooks supper, or watch the news with me, and he said, I'd rather not. And I said something like, well, I'm going to have to give you a grandfatherly order and insist you come down. And he stayed quiet for a minute. And then he said, in the same formal voice, Well, grandfather, we're all subjugated to someone, somehow, and I suppose in this instant I'm subjugated to you. And then he stood up, his knees cracking, and wiped the sweat from his eyes. And we walked down to my bedroom, and I gave him a fresh shirt, told him to clean up, and then went down to the kitchen, where Ethel and I had a laugh over the vagaries of teenage behavior. In any case, the boy didn't come down, and I went back to the attic and found him in the chair, already sweating through my shirt, and I said, Come down, son, right now. And I suspect, I wasn't certain, that his propensity for odd behavior was directly connected with his sister. Don't get me wrong, I had my suspicions, but I told myself that the boy was enjoying some quiet time alone. The view from the window was splendid looking out on the street. And I might add that it was and still is a beautiful street, a bit worn around the edges now, and zoned as a historical area. It was protected during the riots, one of the ringed blocks, and it survived the looting and so forth. There's a large oak out front that survived the blight. At any rate, I didn't see his behavior as out of the ordinary, at least not the first time. He was always a boy who would wander off on his own, I'd find him between our garage and the neighbors, 
or in the little plot of grass back behind the breezeway, sitting alone. I didn't see anything unusual in it at the time, and I'm still not sure I do. Maudsley's report went on to conclude that it was highly probable that a connection existed between the holding up syndrome, Stiller's disease, and Allen's suicide years later, although the exact factors were indeterminate and open to speculation. Editor's Note Suicide is an act around which we construct an assortment of potential causal conditions, none of which is provable. In his notebooks, Allen proposed a number of ways to commit the act. Here below is a list, transcribed as it appeared in his early notebooks. Go to the top of the new parking structure on Howard Street and toss myself off. But first, spend some time tightrope walking along the edge. Make bird-like gestures and attract attention from those down below until a crowd gathers. Wave back at them.